0: This episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, Aaron Neweth returns to discuss 1999's Chill Factor starring Skeet Ulrich and Cuba Gooding Jr.
1: Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brennan and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow C.C. Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found.
2: I wish they would have let me say something about There's nothing to say, Doctor. Someone had to take the fall. Most people, they just take a six and a rifle. You, on the other hand, look like you're after something more dangerous.
1: A check is not cash. Cash got a whole lot of numbers on it, pictures of old white men with messed up hairdos. This is
0: Cult Cinema Comic. This is episode 97. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your pray who becomes the co-hoster, Cullen.
3: I'm whacked out on pain meds, and I'm ready to talk about skeet.
0: And, uh, as we said at the top of the show, joining us again for the record eighth appearance on the show, the guest who becomes a co-hoster, Aaron Neuwirth.
4: Hey, I'm here, and what better way to celebrate eight appearances than with a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie?
0: Exactly. And Aaron, show me the plotty.
4: In Chill Factor, a new biological chemical weapon that explodes up to temperatures over 50 degrees Fahrenheit falls into the hands of two men who try to make sure that it doesn't get stolen by a terrorist.
0: Chill Factor is directed by Hugh Johnson and stars Skeet Ulrich, Cupid Gooding Jr., Peter Firth, David Paymer, Hudson Leak, and Kevin J. O'Connor. Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. As we just came off of the mind-blowingly crazy robo-vampire, which was <laughs> outstanding.
3: A thing of legend. A
0: thing of legend. And on to the factor of
4: chill. With... I... <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick slightly, question. Slightly less <laughs> legendary. I have a quick question, because <laughs> I, I have not listened to the robo-vampire <laughs> episode yet, sure. unfortunately. But as, as a robo-vampire, <laughs> does sunlight make it disappear, or how does... I wouldn't know because there is no
0: Robo Vampire in the movie. He goes by Robo Warrior. <laughs> right. <laughs> there better. are
3: vampires in the movie called Robo Vampire. There are vampires, a RoboCop knockoff, and a ghost that may or might not have been a witch.
0: And what was funny is our guest. We were the vampires in it hop. They they hop around and she goes yeah, yeah I just love sense. the ha- hopping vampires we're like, wait there's more than this she's like yeah it's a it's a uh, Japanese culture thing that they hop because of the rig mortis and we're like, oh, we thought this was just shitty, but it's like historical <laughs> accurate or mythologically accurate.
3: It still looks silly as hell. Yeah. Especially with their outfits. <laughs>
0: yes. So Aaron, you you know, you you bring your own list sometimes. You know, a lot of times we like a guest wants a list and they pick something off our list. You bring your own list and Chill Factor was on here. What what uh, what brought that? Uh, anything besides the 20th anniversary of the film co- coming up here in, in August?
4: I mean, the 20th anniversary was the main reason. I figured if when we get to, I, especially because it's so early in the year, I'm thinking August comes around, <laughs> the uh, chillers, that's what fans of Chill Factor are called, they're going to be like, guys, there's not enough mention of Chill Factor on the internet right now. What are we going to do? And we are like, we could just pop in there and be like, guys, don't worry. <laughs> Colson McCavalcade <laughs> Recorded a Chill Factor podcast already. It's ready to go. You can enjoy this and watch the. I assume this will be as long as the movie because that's how long we have to talk about Chill Factor. (laughs) Twenty years (laughs) ago today. So there, the Chillers are covered. Just putting that out there right now. I will say this: Norm, this is the first movie I had not seen. No, I take that back. What was the Gregory Hines? movie we did oh you have destruction to be fair you brought that to my attention it was 90s i'm like yeah of course i'll do it this i i brought this movie to you guys i had not seen this movie before which is a rarity because i'm i was a blockbuster junkie back in Mm -hmm. hollywood video junkie back in the 90s so i saw like you know all the crappy action movies that came out eventually Mm -hmm. so i was like well this seems like a good excuse to finally become a chiller of myself and watch chill factor a movie I've only seen the trailer from. And before we get into what the movie is exactly about, can I tell you guys what I thought the movie was going to be based off my vague recollection of the trailer from I, I, 1989? I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. Based off of what I remember about just the trailer, because I had not seen this movie, my thought was, okay, so Skeet Ulrich is like an undercover agent who's, somehow like gets a bomb away from terrorists that have already stolen it and he like happens into a restaurant that cuba gooding jr works in and then they're like oh we gotta take the truck to keep it cold and then they go on like some crazy road trip and it's like a bunch of laughs and becomes a road comedy and there's like occasional action i was wrong and almost every single mm-hmm. aspect of that watching this movie dude no. Dude, me too you know, i absolutely <laughs> thought that the, the entire
3: time i watched this movie I was like when's it going to be revealed that skeet Ulrich is like a cop or an yeah, fbi agent or right? just <laughs> anything
0: and it never happened <laughs> well, he was <laughs> revealed to be
4: a drunk
3: driver that
4: about okay okay yeah
3: whatever great <laughs>
4: he's just like a shitty guy that like be, that tries to is trying to be better now like that's right. his whole like motivation it's a, in this movie. it's a it's a shitty guy and a guy that drives an ice cream truck cool i swear like <laughs> i completely thought that he was like gonna be like a secret government agent or something it's like yeah nope, he's just Steve so Ulrich.
3: Or, like, or he's that's... like a guy that like used to work for the government, or he used to work for the police, or just anything where we're, some kind of law enforcement, some kind of former
4: <laughs> badass that works here now that he's retired. Instead, but he's no, just like, he's
3: just some. He's, chump. he's just like
4: he's like a follow-up to his character, and as good as it gets, where he's like robbing Greg Kinnear, also which also started good getting Jr. Good engineer, yeah. yeah. He's like he's like a version of that where it's like he's reflecting on his bad choices and has moved away to Montana. Right, <laughs> like that's what he is
0: now. Well, I'll tell you what, am I? The, I'm the only person who'd seen who'd seen this before we did this episode, right?
4: Uh, I'm sure that was a good date. Yeah, exactly. right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was a it was a rental, <laughs> uh, and I think I think on DVD too. And I saw it one time. I was like, mm, all right. And uh, even my recollection of the movie was like, I thought he was somebody. And like I, I had forgotten this movie so much that I was right with you guys going, wait, isn't this about two dudes in a, like, I thought it was like speed with an ice cream truck.
4: Uh-huh. And
0: <laughs> no.
3: Are we just so programmed to assume that someone is of <clears throat> importance more than just like, I work, you know, for ice cream and I, you know, I work for, you know, a, a diner. Is that, like, a good thing or a bad thing?
4: (laughs) It's one thing to be programmed, but it's, like, a high-concept movie, as in there's a bomb that has to keep being cold, starring two mismatched people, Cuba Gooding and Skeet which is, like, you have to assume that one of them is of some kind of authority, because it does, like, why would it just be a short-order cook and, like, basically a con man? (laughs) Because he's not even his ice cream truck, as we find out. With fishing knowledge. Yeah, yeah, with fishing (laughs) (laughs)
3: knowledge. That really comes into play. Like, I Very have a pro-fishing this movie. I have a scientist Very
0: friend pro-fishing. who teaches me fishing things. That's what I yeah. know. Like, he didn't learn any science. He
4: learned yeah, it's, he's not an authority figure. Yeah. He's, he's the buddy of the guy who is an authority figure. <laughs> this would be like if you had, like, Argyle and Ellis leading the movie. Yes!
0: Oh, my God!
4: <laughs> this, this is like in every
3: movie where it's like... Like, Superman, like, he goes by, like, out of the newspaper stand or whatever, and he puts, like, the quarter down and goes on his way. And so instead of following Superman,
4: we follow the guy working at the newsstand. <laughs> So we can assume that this is a movie, like, taking place at the same time as some other movie that has, like, important people involved. This is like the sure. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of speed knockoffs. Like, right. that's what
0: watching. <laughs> well, and you know what? I, like, I was looking at the, the director and the writers. The only thing the directors directed is Chill Factor. The only thing the writers have written is Chill Factor.
4: But they got it all done. They're they like, we, we we reached our dreams.
3: <laughs> I mean <laughs> –
0: there's some... You reach
4: the top. Yeah,
0: quit it's while you're ahead. That's up what they here. said. The the director has some second unit stuff with a couple of notable films, like
4: I think G.I. Jane's one of them or something. Before this, that was a build up to this movie. It was like, okay, I got what I need.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's straight up chill factor, and I feel like this movie was probably pitched as what we think it is, and then it like wound <laughs> up something way different on paper with barely that in it. Like it's
3: for the editor, like if the trailers, like, well, that's not gonna sell. So they just put all this shit together like, there it is.
4: is what like you me. expect, right? There you go. You maybe know, maybe it's maybe it starts with like David Paymer's character fishing, and the test audiences are like, David Paymer is killing it right now. We just saw him in a bunch of other movies as a character role. Right. We need more of him. And and what's his name? And the right and, and Drew Gitlin and Mike. They got well, that. I mean, They're like, okay, we got to write more Janet David Paymer scenes. We got to really front load this movie with David Paymer. He's testing great. So they added like an extra forty minutes of like just David Paymer
0: stuff. <laughs> I mean, I like David Paymer, but Jesus, I mean, he's Janet <laughs> he's Lee in this movie. For a while. He is Janet Lee in
4: this movie. Yeah, he's like okay. It, they like, because the credits begin, it's like Cuba Gooding Jr., Skeet Ulrich, Chill Factor. I read my, I even wrote in my notes how the text is to kind of approximate what the movie's trying to show me because I was having fun. And it's like, okay, we're really riding hard on the David Palmer battery. <laughs> like
0: this. Well, you lot. know, you know how they they always say that they have that thing where, well, you know, Speed eventually had to get off the bus, you know, with those action movies, and it's like. This one immediately got off the ice cream truck. <laughs> it was like we're not gonna pull that shit. We're gonna get off right away. But yeah, so this movie, this movie, like it was a huge bomb. Like it cost seventy million dollars and made oh, like eleven.
4: God. And it cost seventy million dollars.
0: Seventy million. <laughs> Dollars. And get
3: this. So what you're telling me is that there was a money laundering scheme with this movie.
0: <laughs> yes. And, it, okay, it was a September release. It was the only, like, it was a notable, I mean, like, you could, uh, in September, and with everything new that was coming out, it was kind of notable. It was like, oh, look at this buddy action. It debuted at number six. Here's what Ooh. it could not be. Okay, The Sixth Sense was on uh, week five. It was a phenomenon. Still okay, one, okay. Right? okay. Mm-hmm. That is fine. But it also couldn't top the sixth week of Runaway Bride, the second week of 13th Warrior, the fourth week of Bowfinger, and the fifth weekend of Thomas Crown Affair. It could not get above. It couldn't take number two or three. From the, now that rank matters, because this thing dropped, right? I mean, it only was in the theater five weeks, and this was 99. You should have lasted let like just, two months.
4: Let me just note that the, the fact that Chill Factor couldn't beat 13th Warrior, another giant bomb of a movie. Right, impressive. right. <laughs> 13th warrior is bombing in its second week but it still did better than Jill factor in its first. <laughs> exactly. Oh
0: my yeah.
4: god.
0: Yeah, and it was number 3 like and and I mean it's getting beat by movies that are just like all right we can stay afloat and these movies weren't making much that weekend either. Like I mean 6 sense made like some 22 million bucks but the others were like, like like 7 8 million. This was I think it like 6 6 million bucks.
4: That, that's how crazy Box Office was back in 99. Six Cents is in its fifth week at the Box Office making $22 million. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. But yeah, this thing, like, huge bomb. Like, humongous. Like, I didn't realize that. I'm like, ah, eh, this is probably just some. And then I saw it cost $70 million. Like, what? How much you paying Skeet?
4: Yeah, I would not how have much, guessed $70 million. How much
0: million did that dollars Oscar is... add to Cuba's salary? <laughs> I mean, he'd had it for a couple of years at this point.
4: We're gonna get to all of this, so I don't. I, I'm trying to save up some of the stuff I have to say gotcha. about the in this All right. Yeah. This movie.
0: <laughs> so, all right. So let's get in to the factor of chill here. Let's let's
4: get into the chill.
0: We get a prologue at the beginning, and it's one of the like. There's a military facility on some island that's like getting ready to like shut down some operation. Uh, there, uh, there's a scientist. Uh, David Palmer plays him, Dr. Richard Long. He's doing some research. And he's got a, something. Do they call it Elvis in the building? In the building. In the beginning?
4: Uh, did they refer to yeah, it? No, they, because, they, they did. They, okay, okay, they do, yeah. The,
0: they did, up-
3: and, I, and I immediately thought, that's stupid. Who would do that? And it turns out it's the name of the actual thing through the movie. It's not a <laughs> nickname. It's what they call it. It's the name
4: of the thing that murders Just everyone for the sole I,
0: purpose I, of horrible one-liners.
4: I, I think I, I wasn't paying enough attention to to note that the Elvis was actually the weapon because in my notes later I wrote Elvis equals bomb, which I guess was to remind myself at that point because I'm like they keep saying Elvis. I guess I should write this down to make sure I remember.
3: So, well, well, I I, heard, I thought I heard like Elvis. Like that can't be right. There's no way it's the name of it. Like oh no, it. You, you're kidding me. You're mm-hmm. kidding me. Movie really. <laughs> All right, let's keep going.
0: This guy, the, one of the military guys, shows up, Brenner. You know, he pulls one of those lines like, Colonel Blah 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 is going to shit himself if he sees. Blah. And then he agrees to let David Pamer do what, like, another night of testing because he thinks he's got it. And he has this little guy. His name's Telstar. He's played by Kevin J. O'Connor. And he has them run out to set this thing off in a hut.
3: What was great about this opening was, you know how, like, in most of the movies we watch, we don't know who the hell the characters' names are at all. This has an abundance of names in the very beginning here. Like, who are all of these people? Do we need to know who these people are? And these <laughs> firing names back and forth. Like, I'm immediately like, oh, man, here we go, Chill Factor. We're in, a, we're in a real problem already out of the gates.
0: <laughs> well, this one guy, this uh, microscope scientist guy... All of a sudden has a startling res- revelation as this is going up. Jesus.
4: Dr. Long! I got 8,000 yards. Radius is five miles. What? Long, what the hell? Abbott's predicting the effective detonation radius is five miles. That's the entire island. We gotta shut it down. We gotta shut it down.
0: And it ends up being too late. It blows up. Everybody like freezes to death, which is burning and exploding. All the military guys... It's like uh, the
4: worst version of dry ice burn. Right.
0: Yes. <laughs> but it's uh,
4: black and smoky. Yes.
0: So the guy who takes the fall for it is Brenner, uh the the military guy. Uh, he gets discharged and sentenced uh, in a courtroom and uh David Paymer's like, "I wish they would have let me speak for you." And he's just kind of, "I'm going to take my punishment," but he kind of leaves he gives him a line that's like, you know, you're you're part of this problem too. And he gets put in a cell, and uh, immediately once he gets in his cell, we fade out. We get 10 years later, and then he's released. <laughs> like immediately, so like,
4: ready? 70, $70 million, and the best we could afford was Peter Firth? Yeah. Like, no offense to Peter Firth, the actor, but it's like, this seems like where you call in, like, you know, a pretty notable character actor at this point. It's like, no, we've got sure. Peter Firth. He's
0: not the he's not the Firth one you call, right?
4: Mm. Yeah, uh, if Colin uh, Firth was in this movie, this movie goes up eight hundred percent right away. Oh, that'd be great. God, if, I'd love that. if he's inexplicably an American colonel
2: in this <laughs> movie. <game. laughs>
4: Why is Hugh Grant the
3: bad guy in this movie? <laughs> well, whatever. He's charming. Uh, you know what I what I loved was when Brenner he goes to Fort Leavenworth. Great. Ten years later, great. And it cuts to him, and he just turns his head. He's like, oh. We immediately know he's crazy. Yes. <laughs> he's got like a, like a gleam, in his, like his eye and his big smile on his face. Like, what happened in those ten years? He seemed perfectly fine, and then like, hello, I'm insane.
0: He's the the dime store Skell and scars guard. That's that's
4: what he is. <laughs> to his credit, he does does he does do crazy well. Like I did like again, oh, very good a, crazy. I don't think Peter Firth is bad in this movie. No, i just just thinking. It seems like we could have got a, you know, somewhat of a bigger star power to, to play the on, of this movie. You know, yeah,
0: Cuba and Skeet versus
3: oh
0: somebody.
4: You know, Se-gal. Dylan McDermott.
3: Like, you know. <laughs> oh my god! Or just anyone that knew like a martial art. That's what I want. Yeah, get William How Sadler great- Chuck- back in here from yes. Die Hard 2. <laughs> him again. How great would it be if Chuck Norris was the bad guy?
4: Oh, that would be good. You gotta wait till you gotta wait eleven years for Machete, from Steven Seagal to be a bad guy. That's, gotta, true, that's true. This movie made Kevin O'Connor boring, by the way. And Kevin O'Connor is mm-hmm. never boring in movies. He's always a fun character. Right? We talked, we did him in mean, what Deep Rising. That commentary track we talked about uh, on Out Now. We did. Right. Yeah. About.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's a
4: Steven C Steven Summers guy.
0: Right.
3: I, I tell you, it needs to be. I can't remember his name right now. I know you guys will immediately know. Uh, I think the Colonel from
4: um, uh, First Blood and Rambo, Richard Crenna, would have been really good in the role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By, by the way, when the bomb goes off in the first part, which I assume cost like a twenty million dollars for that part of the movie, um, I wrote mutants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <in my house. laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you watch a zombie movie. Fast. Cool. It's, yeah, it's it's weirdly it's more gory than I figured. Chill factor would be.
3: <laughs> they right. like immediately strip their bones, but no, they're like walking around in gooey and pain for a
4: while. Yeah, like, but... hey, that's t- terrible. Yeah. What a terrible death. It's like they saw, like, Saving Private Ryan the night before, like, I have some ideas on how we can make this action sequence more potent. <laughs> they, like, really yeah. went for it on Did... the gore, saying legs dismembered and stuff. Oh now, Do what... we know what this was rated? It's, oh, it's R, oh, of course. It's R. It's... Okay, okay, oh, thank goodness. Okay. By the way, it needs I, to be hard. IMDb lists this as an action, adventure, comedy, drama, and thriller. It ha- oh, it covers all, all the categories. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all of uh, those. Oh, my God. Uh, it's everything to everyone. Chill factor. <laughs> Why
3: didn't anyone see it? I, uh, it's a four-quadrant blockbuster. We have a hit on our hands. I have
0: a question. This whole opening sequence, everything, it's got that, you know, grizzly of uh, the death. Is it needed
4: at all? No. Uh, no, <laughs> like, it isn't.
0: I don't think any, all this can
4: go. Like this seems like the stuff that like when David Paymer walks it like is like gunshot he like comes in to see mm-hmm. Steve Orwich. This is the stuff he should be like saying in like quick flashback succession. Right, exactly. Like yeah. I got shot. What this... happened? Well, this old colonel he he got out of jail because he got arrested for this. And you got like quick shots of like a bomb went off and whatever. Like yeah. we don't need that like, would have been fine. Thirty minutes of exposition, like Absolutely. detailing this whole scene, like think of like The Rock where like that movie sets everything up in the opening title credits this movie uses, this movie's like getting to the island in the opening title credits just to set us Mm -hmm. up for that part
3: (laughs) yeah, this movie opens like a canon movie where it's some kind of vague military operation in a warm place yeah (laughs) Like, surrounded by science stuff.
0: But canon at least gets going. to the point. <laughs> yeah, <it> just <laughs> keeps
3: going. What's the thing? It's, it's got those trappings of a canon movie, but it doesn't right. like
4: move no, right, do yeah. shit along at all. It, this introduces us to like four characters that we're not going to see for the rest of the movie. We're like, we need to know everything about them for some reason. It, it establishes like, a geography. It gets like, yeah.
0: all this stuff that's wildly unnecessary.
4: In uh, the movie that began with the first words being Cuba Gooding Jr., <laughs>
0: <laughs> when we get to this uh, fl- uh, flash forward, uh, Dr. Long's a fly fisherman, where he fishes with a man named Tim Mason, played by Skeet Ulrich. Skeet exposes that Dr. Long is better than him in the last ten months they've been together, throws some fish knowledge, uh, Dr. Long does, and then he tosses in some metaphors suggesting that uh, you can turn the power of the hunter against him with the, the bait and stuff. And then Skeet acknowledges that uh, what he said is a bit much. Because there's all this exposition and this, like, overly dramatic stuff about fly fishing. And Skeet Allrich says, oh, that's a bit much, Doctor. I was like, wow. Way to go, Chill Factor. You're at least aware.
3: (laughs) It was. It was really dark, too. It was like if I was talking to a guy and he's talking about, like, luring something so their primal instinct can't resist. Like, all right, I'm going to go anywhere else because you're creeping me out.
0: (laughs) So, um... So uh, there's a, a woman uh, filling clips uh, while a very 90s uh, group of terrorist goons <laughs> prepare for something, which it includes uh, <laughs> computer guy. We got computer guy, Zippo lighter man, short, bleached, blonde hair guy. And uh, Aaron, I'm sorry, but like just black guy, right? Yeah. Just there. And then you got shade slash bandana guy. He <laughs> took on both roles. Because then I, I, like, I saw the black guy, and he's just, like, normal. You know, there's, like, no <laughs> defining characteristic about him. Like, yeah, everyone they're, they're, else had one, and it was just...
4: Yeah, he, he's the he's the token henchman. Yeah, I he was, is.
0: Like, I was just like, oh, okay. So there's a there's, woman there's there, too, there, or is she later? Yeah, the woman? Yeah, yeah there's a woman there. She's filming the clip. She's got the short, bleached blonde hair. She's very stereotypical, like, hacker...
3: Yeah, person. like they're all kind of like that, but then like you said, there's the black guys. Like they just went outside, like oh, you know, black guy for a gang. And the guy was just walking by, I was like, right. Yeah, all right,
0: all right, all right. Do we, do we get a black guy <laughs> or an Asian guy in here? Which one? Which way are we go in here?
3: I uh, saw so the black guy first. The guy okay, good enough.
0: Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> you want know a movie with Cuba? Uh, oh, which sure. by the way, bonus features. Uh, no shit. The director
4: pronounces it Cuba. Oh, we
0: were God. working with Cuba. He, uh, I was like, oh no no no. <laughs> mm, no. No, there no, are no, no. bonus features.
4: There's a featurette like going over the exhilarating filming process. There's three. three. There's
0: a, three. an interview with Skeet Ulrich, which goes to prove my theory that I don't think he's human. Oh my god! Here's because a... of
4: how he says stuff, or what?
0: Just, so, just yeah, just he's very. He's he's either Billy from Scream in real life, or he's just yeah. Oh, so he's
3: method. <laughs> Something like that. I'd like to just point out that the Enemy of the World, mm-hmm. the Patrick Trout and Doctor Who episode, then lost for years. They found it. Cool. Let's get it out there. Zero special features. This thing that had been lost for decades. Been mm-hmm. searched for high and low. Chill Factor, three featurettes. It, it
0: was coming out at the beginning of DVD, though. This is like a 1999 or 2000 release. Fair enough. Release. Yeah. And it and doesn't Warner even Brothers. have a menu. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it, well, no, it has a menu, but it's, like, generic backdrop for, like, a hundred other movies. That... Uh, so
4: it, it wouldn't brag about its animated menus on the back nope. cover. No, interactive, <laughs>
0: interactive <laughs> menu, <laughs> not a bonus feature. And it just so says we're
4: at... production notes,
0: and I clicked it, and it was, like, a featurette. I was like, oh, okay. There's
4: actually something there. That's and nice. it said
0: cast crew, and it ended up being interviews. And they were just, like, in a row, like... <laughs> from a junket
4: so we're this is this movie's the climax of ulrich right this is like peak ulrich fame because it's like he's coming off of like some successful years he's got like he had that scream the craft and Mm -hmm. Uh, a few other things i did then like he was the lead of touch uh and he was like in newton boys a year before and this year he's got this movie big action thing and then what the the ang lee movie right of the devil yep so it's like this is because after this He's not he's not starring in huge movies anymore. He's not starring in seventy million dollar cult classics like Chill Factor at this point. No, no. <laughs> um, like he's on TV now. He's on what? He's, he's on, on Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. But like this, this year ninety nine. This is like this is it for him as like the lead guy in a major motion picture. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Other it's stuff. Bond. This is
0: this is towards. Uh, this is getting toward the end of Cuba Gooding Jr. Being uh, like a name above the title or not without. Sure without a in,
4: collective cuz in major movies yeah well yeah. S- snow dogs and oh yeah, snow-, <laughs> snow dogs cuz i mean like, that was he, that was where the name the coffin.
0: Like, a couple years later he'd have rat race but that was just his name amongst he's a, a, that's tons. ensemble yeah yeah, yeah.
4: And men it's... of honor i think is probably like the last like yeah. like we we t- he's trying to do something do something kind of well i well radio's a whole other story but uh <laughs> <laughs> men of honor it's like him and de niro and it's like okay let's see what this does you yeah, right but, We'll get to uh, Cuba. We haven't even got to Cuba in this movie yet. That's how long you have to wait for the right. Cuba factor. <laughs> so Back, back
0: to the, the terrorist group, they get a call, and the guy goes, he's here. And a uh, car shows up, and uh, guess what? It's Brenner. And he tells them the uh, g- good old dialogue of, you all know what we have to do, so let's do it.
3: <laughs> like, you know what they've got a, they've got a plan so like we don't, let's not worry it let's just do it
0: that's like a it dialogue ends. for a middle school movie
4: <laughs> at, at this point at this point Minotza wrote so much build-up dash revenge <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh Mason shows up to work at his diner where he's given shit by a stereotypical fat Southern di- Southerner diner woman boss <laughs> named Darlene.
1: God damn it, Mason! Of all the days for you to show up late. First the idiot April calls in sick. Then I got a bad tooth. And then my nightman shows up when he feels like it.
2: Darlene, it's 5:30. I worked late for you this morning, and you didn't want to spring for overtime. Remember?
1: Oh. Well, I have got to get to the dentist before he closes, which means you're gonna to have to cover the grill and the floor.
2: I can handle it. Well,
1: he doesn't take a genius.
0: Doctor Long shows up for coffee. Darlene leaves Mason in charge of the place as she leaves for the night. Uh Brenner shows up to uh confront Long there and he gives him a creepy speech about he's at this weird place of finding himself and leaves Long with looking very uh disturbed, so at a uh, military base, super early the next morning, Dr. Long shows up, which I thought was the same night, but apparently it's super early in the morning.
4: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, they had a hard time like telling me that, but someone it was a line of dialogue. The guy's like, hey, you're in here early this morning, Doc. So he's checking to see if something's going on because he's got a suspicion, and then Brenner shows up. And uh, we have the whole gate scene of can I see some ID and the guy kills him scene. The computer guy tells him he's locked the videos and they have 30 minutes to which uh, the blonde guy and the black guy start taking everyone out to clear a path for Brenner. And he finds Long and quickly shoots him through a window like no hesitation. Mm-hmm. They break him, get in. him down. They break yeah. in the lab. They find he's left a fly tackle on the floor and a bloody <laughs> footprint. And he says, forget him. Let's keep our eyes on the prize and then quickly go through every keyed lock and then find a frozen locker empty. Long is escaping with something in tow.
3: But what's crazy is, like, all of Brenner's men, every one of them killed by slitting someone's throat. The only time they shoot a gun is at the doctor. Every, like, literally every other time, they brutally slit someone's throat. And every time I go, oh, God. (laughs) So the the
0: most personal kill is done with a gun at some range, <laughs> you know,
4: not right um, through this, a window. This is the mm. most action packed year for David Palmer, by the way, because he's like in this and uh, Payback mm-hmm. with Mel Gibson. Oh yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. so this is the year Pamer's like maybe I could be an action star. I, I guess that's what he was. I was like <laughs> David Palmer,
0: and this is it's just weird to see him carrying a movie at this point. Like he's yeah. our lead.
4: Like we met yeah, Ske- know, he- Skeet briefly. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, i a fan of David Palmer. I like he's he's fun in Get Shorty. Mm-hmm. He's got what the he's a he's a David Mamet guy. He's got stained mains like after oh, this, yeah. and yeah, like, there's a lot of fun stuff that he <laughs> he can do. Just not not generally in serious action films. Yeah, no, I mean
0: this is very, I mean like very straight David Palmer.
3: Yeah, so, wasn't he like one of the corpses in uh, Night of the Creeps? Yes, yes, yeah.
4: he is.
0: <laughs> a big moment here at the 23 minute mark. Cuba Gooding Jr. enters the movie <laughs> as Arlo jamming in, driving his ice cream truck.
4: You, you, this is like Cuba Gooding Jr. has already won an Oscar. He is an Oscar-winning actor. He's appeared in dramas. And here he is acting like as if it's like Eddie Murphy getting his first film role in 48 hours. Like no, it's so like, here's but, the thing. But, like less good.
0: Cuba <laughs> post-Oscar is obviously – he comes off as a guy who – never was told he was good before, and mm-hmm. tried in movies, and then he got his Oscar, and was like, people think I'm awesome, I can do what I want, and, he, and he go, his performances start turning into, like, screwing around a bunch, like, post-Oscar, mm-hmm. like, it's really weird. Like,
3: like he, cartoon characters, yeah. almost. Well,
4: well, it's like, it's a few in a row where he's trying, so he's like, okay, now i am in uh, as good as it gets, and I got What Dreams May Come, right. and that there's that, that Anthony Hopkins movie Instinct where it's like mm-hmm. that which is terrible but it's like okay he's like still doing stuff and then even after this there's Men of Honor and but then yeah after that it becomes yeah Rat Race Snow Dogs Boat Trip
0: where he, uh, just, he almost takes you out of things with his performance
4: yeah it's just, just, it just yeah
3: maybe that's what's so weird maybe Cuba Gooding Jr thought that he was making a comedy and Skeet Ulrich thought he was making a drama and <laughs> you know no one would correct either of them.
4: No, I I don't blame Cuba for what he's... I mean, I don't think Mm -hmm. he's very particularly good at how he's trying to play this movie, but, I mean, in terms of the tone... He's in the movie that I thought I was going to be watching, so he's like, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's like he saw the he he heard he heard the same pitch that I did apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, says so I'm doing my own thing. I think we were both in that room. We were hearing the pitch like, oh yeah, okay, it's an action comedy. And then we watched. It and we was like, wait a minute, what? Except he happened to be starring in it, so that's the difference.
0: <laughs> I think Cup was probably just better at being like a straight man or in dramas than he is lighthearted or comedy things.
4: I think he can be funny. I just think yeah. he's he's made a lot of bad choices and when right. he tries to be funny. Like I think he can be a funny person. Like mm-hmm. his, Jerry Maguire, he's funny. He's not he's 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 a funny oh, yeah. he's funny oh, yeah. in that movie. Like Rod Tidwell's a there's things going on, but there's certainly a lot of humor coming from it. Yeah.
0: Well we'll get to boat trip one day we'll figure it out.
4: But oh, <laughs> well, well, where Horatio played, I assume, the straight lead.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuba's uh, Arlo, he's making a delivery, of course, to Mason's Diner, and um, he's the new delivery guy, apparently, and two cops show up for some coffee, and they, we get some back uh, sort of hints to Mason here as they talk trash to him, and they're looking for a young boy that uh, they think he sold beer to, and they're shitty with him, and the boy apparently said he did, and Mason, we find, has been arrested for public drunkenness and vagrancy. <laughs> uh, the kid is the is this sheriff's kid or his grandkid?
4: It's the yeah, sheriff's kid. kid. And this, kid this, yeah. bit is, this bit gets so, like, stretched out because mm-hmm. the sheriff's like, you're clearly like, okay, this kid is, you know, he's the sheriff's kid. And I'm just waiting for Skeet the whole time to say, like, something stupid to, like, point that out. He's mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't right. sell beer to some little geek like this. And sure enough, he does. And then yeah. the sheriff, even then, the sheriff just doesn't say it. He just kind of gives him a look. And then eventually it's like, that's the sheriff's kid you're talking about. Yes.
0: <laughs> like, you know it's coming. God. So... Cuba's amused by all this, and he's trying to get a Mason to pay his bill in all cash, but because Darlene didn't tell him to do that, he won't bite. Narlow tries to make discounts, better deals, but he only offers a check. And then Dr. Long shows up all bloody and charges Mason with taking the ice cream truck to Fort Magruder. Magruder! He holds him up at gunpoint to, yes. to
3: take
4: him to. Yeah.
0: Uh, the terrorists are patrolling the area. Uh, The project is named Elvis. The same thing from earlier in the movie. Uh, The bad guys then find uh, David Paymer's car parked outside the diner, and Long tells him they they can't let the device get to 50 degrees. Uh, After he instructs everything, he dies, and they hear commotion outside from across the street. So Skeet tries to call cops, but the lines are cut, of course. And and then (laughs) Brenner enters the diner, and Skeet and Cuba are acting like everything's just normal in the morning. And he gets some coffee, and then Skeet's keeping Elvis in the icebox. Brenner goes around to scan the place, and he continues to grill and peruse the diner and almost stumbles upon the body, and I think he steps in blood, but, like, nothing he step- to that. yeah No, that. Like, yeah. I thought he'd go outside and he'd, like, notice or something, but...
4: Yeah, how do you not notice that? It's a, it's a weird red herring. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah.
0: Like it's a cl- it's Like, they purposely show that happening, and I'm like, oh, he's going to... Something's going to happen. Nope, nothing. It's a weird
4: <laughs> – it's such a – like it's becoming like this weird weekend at Bernie's routine all of a sudden where it's like, <laughs> oh, we got we to hide David Palmer's <laughs> body around while the <laughs> bad guys are lurking around the corner. Oh, and, and at this point, by the way, Arlo refers to Ski Roller's character as Night Shift because he works right, the Night yeah, Shift. Yeah, yeah, That's mm-hmm. his nickname. He calls him Night Shift.
0: So, Brenner goes – he leaves and, uh, you know, Mason being the hardest he is, stops to make him pay – for his coffee, and he pays for it with a dollar, plus the bloody fly he found at the military thing that blocked David Kamer. Say, General.
2: That'll be 50 cents for the coffee.
3: Oh, you bad boy. <laughs> you don't care who you piss off, do you, Mason? Uh, I
0: actually actually liked this sequence with Brenner. It was a nice little bit in the film. Add a little suspense mm-hmm. to it. Kind of, I, I, I thought it was going some places it could have gone with the stepping on the blood, but of course not. Yeah. But uh, they... Uh, there are
4: 70, $70 million worth of tension right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got this diner are... looking fancy.
3: There are a few surprising moments, at least for me, where there was tension in the movie. Yeah. Like, why am I feeling, you know, this tension during Chill Factor? <laughs>
0: Skeet and Cuba scramble to try to complete this mission, but Cuba's hesitant. Skeet offers him cash and then holds him up with a gunpoint. And here's the trailer scene. No.
2: All right, then how about this? You gonna piss me... What the hell are you supposed to be doing? I need your truck. You are not taking my truck!
0: How far you got to go? That's one of his best deliveries, I'd say, with
4: Cuba. No, yeah, it's a good... Yeah, yeah. there's and that, Well, that's what the movie could use a lot more of, and a lot sooner. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. at that point, when it suddenly becomes the buddy comedy I was expecting to be watching, so I was like, okay... Let's, now we're on the road, at least things are going to kind of speed up a bit. We'll see where this goes. I think
0: these two kind of work together pretty good.
4: No, I think they have chemistry. I don't it's think fair. they're avoid of that. Yeah. And, yeah, if it was more like uh,
3: 48 hours, that would have been pretty good in mm-hmm. this setting.
4: Yeah, and if Steel Orchard was would've... way more racist, this movie would have, like, really played. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'd dial that back a bit. Montana. I mean, sorry, Montana listeners. <laughs> they know uh, let me point this out because I kept like my eyes keep growing every time I mentioned 70 million dollars budget wiki says 34 million which okay. I can believe I can believe that that's
0: I'm, what like, Box Office Mojo said 70 million
4: yeah right? I wouldn't I, I wouldn't count it out either because why not but at the same time I, was like, I mean oh, the it's- advertising <laughs> for this movie was huge oh yeah there are billboards all over the place <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't couldn't go anywhere about seeing Skeet and Cuba's faces on buses. That's that's Mm -hmm. what was going on. Like,
0: you know, the AMC collage that hasn't been changed forever. I mean, it was almost Chill Factor was almost on it. So close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: yeah. It's got got the Denzel one, the Spielberg one. (laughs) The Golden Eye and then Chill (laughs) Factor. Johnson chill factor
0: <laughs> right next to charlie's angels
4: a serious scene of like he's wearing like a he's like looking into the monitor and like skeet and Cuba Sand. they're like nodding like yeah good shot but like, just look <laughs> at
3: it i remember seeing all those advertisements and thinking is anyone buying this does anyone
4: <laughs> think that anyone wants to see this movie i mean they didn't but i could i could see the logic as far as like okay cuba goodings like a name skeet orange is up like he's People recognize this guy. It was a
0: try. They needed, if they would have got, like Aaron said, like a better person to play the villain, this might've appealed more.
4: You deliver what the premise is giving you, which is, you know, a comedy or like, I was talking about this with my lovely girlfriend, with Anna, which she had a good suggestion. It's like, if they made this now, you could have like Rudd and Michael Pena in this movie and like parody this very plot. Yeah. Which is, which is what this movie could like, even, even the, the bomb or the whatever, it's like, you have to keep it 50 degrees cold. That that seems ripe for being like basically a weird like genre parody of speed and movies like yeah. it where you, you can really like go that extra mile in the same Yeah, it
0: need to be more loose with it. Yeah, be loose with it. Have
4: fun yeah. with it. Like since like like hot fuzz or something like obviously, you know <laughs> yeah. right. it's not exactly it's Edgar right direction here. But at least the like the aim of the script could be to like you know, mock the thing that's been a thing at this point for a decade of having like diehard ripoffs. I mean, you can, you can do that with this kind of premise. I now
0: want the Paul mm. Red Michael Pena Chill Factor
4: remake yes
0: i want that now you have put that in my head
4: well yeah thank thank Anna for that suggestion because i think it was a good one too <laughs> that was, that was very good thank you Anna. but but um it does seem right for it though right because like why is this movie so serious when we know it's going to become a buddy comedy of two guys in an ice cream truck for like a good portion of the movie and it's, it's even like mo-
0: not to a brooding point where it's unintentionally silly because it went too far it's just kind of
4: stale safe static mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it for again, that's why I'm convinced that they're like, David Pamer's testing well, we need to load this movie of more Pamer right. at the front. <laughs> that's the only big yeah. thing that makes sense to me.
0: Speaking of loading, they load up Elvis and they begin to head out, but the truck won't start. And then one of the terrorists is inquiring with the motel owner and sees Cuba trying to jump the truck and wanders over. And then there's this dog that got fed ice cream earlier and he gets grumpy and he attacks this guy <laughs> as Cuba hides under what, the truck.
3: What kind of ice cream makes anything angry mint chocolate chip <laughs> is that right <laughs> you feed the dog the wrong kind of ice cream gets pissed you give yep. it van- vanilla bean it's fine mint chocolate chip hell on wheels <laughs> yeah. so
0: skeet makes cuba get back in and they begin coasting down the road on neutral till they're clear and they start up to head on their adventure and folks if you feel like god these guys are going to talk forever and it's taking forever to get this plot this is the 40-minute mark of the movie where we finally get them in the ice cream truck with Elvis driving off to escape the terrorists. 40 minutes.
3: The factor's getting chilled.
4: By the way, if, if there's a Lego sequel to this movie, I hope it's called Chill Factor, Hell on Wheels. By the way, that's what I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
3: For, they, this should minutes. be the end of the first this should be the yeah. end of the first act, right? It That's, is. This should it's be, just yeah.
0: Extended because we had a huge prologue and then a lot of exposition.
3: So, so how how long is this
4: movie? It's uh, hour hour 40, hour hour 40. Hour 40. 40. Yeah, forty. Oh my god. Another thing I did not expect because I'm like, surely this movie's like 85 minutes. It can't be that long. I'm like, oh, geez, I got to sit here for a while (laughs) this. This
0: this movie at 85 minutes would have been amazing. Oh, yeah, it'd be tight. (laughs) It it may be tight, but it would have got to the damn driving out. Like, this should be the 15 to 20 minute mark of the movie. Mm -hmm. It really should be. And we're at 40. Oh yeah, the the it's on-screen really...
4: credits at the beginning should end with the bomb on the island, that, and then like another ten minutes to set this up, and then we're off and running. Like that's what it should be. But here we yeah. go.
3: Yeah, yeah. The credits are over five minutes long, so the actual con the end, end credits are over five minutes long. So the actual content of the movie is even shorter. Yeah. So this is damn near half of the movie
4: <laughs> is you the first seven act. Point of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, wow. I mean, this movie, it needs to have some generic montage during the credits of the island exploding, and then throughout the movie, we get the story of this David Palmer project that went bad. Like, maybe, maybe he's like, did your friend tell you he killed 34 soldiers or something? You know, like, oh, no. Yeah,
4: we, we need a we need a true romance version of this, where, like, David Pamer's strapped to a chair telling a version of the story, and Christopher Walken's lecturing him on things, and like, oh, no, this is how it really happened.
0: There, there's this better is- movies to be made from this premise. <laughs> Like I
4: think that's obvious. Prologues are three minutes. We're out. That's (laughs) it. This movie has a score by Hans Zimmer and John Powell. By the way, yeah,
0: that's like the big name in here
4: is Hans Zimmer. And John Powell. Powell, Like, yeah, it's like it's a collabo between these guys. (laughs) And I like that. I was like, oh, yeah, they they got paid for this one. Do
0: you think they hang out? there like, remember when we did Chill Factor? Oh yeah, man, that was awesome.
4: (laughs) Oh, we're I will find them both on Twitter and guys are like guys, you got is, is if Zimmer's go into concert again, can you get Pal to come along to do the classic chill factor score?. <laughs>
0: so uh, so now that when they're leaving town, the 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 group, uh, the gang has recruited two motorcycle terrorists now guys. They're watching the edge of town. Make sure no one gets out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the tech guys then notice it's Skeet and Cuba driving and share it with Brenner, who returns to the (laughs) diner and then finds Long's body. And he says,
4: So, a pair of average citizens
1: have decided to risk their lives for their country. I almost remember what that feels like.
3: When that happened, that's when I just kind of gave up. Like, okay, so I guess neither of them are going to be like a secret identity or anything cool like that. They're just a couple of people that come across.
0: couple of this, dudes.
3: Yeah. I thought like, all right, well, when when Skeet was, you know, doing the fly fishing, I thought like, oh, it's going to be revealed that he's a, like, you know, undercover. Like, oh, no, that's not it. In Cuba, he's not tracking the doctor or, or Brenner. Or, no, it's just, just
4: two guys that this just, is, yeah. just happen to find each other. This is like like two guns try to do this, We're two guns with what with Denzel and Wahlberg, you know, that classic yeah, pairing? Yeah, yeah. The, sure, this, sure. That, they, that one, they actually are, like, both undercover guys. <laughs> so like, they actually do deliver on that part.
3: And that would have been interesting. Yeah, I would have settled for one of them being undercover, but both of them would have been even more interesting. Instead, we get the stolen ice cream truck guy and the short order cook.
4: And Arlo <laughs> and Night Shift.
3: <laughs> Arlo and Night Shift. I prefer that name to Chill
4: Factor. <laughs> uh, Arlo and Nightship is one of my favorite Vertigo comics.
0: <laughs> it's daytime now. Uh, ice cream trucks traveling, and Cuba's cell phone has no service, uh, of course. Uh, they stop and argue which way it to go. It has no to service
4: get... now, but we'll eventually get to a tunnel where they have nothing but service. No, there was a, yes! Oh my gosh! I didn't even. Oh my gosh! A tunnel, a tunnel inside a mountain. <laughs> inside a mountain. I, completely, I made sure to write that. It's like there's a cell phone in a tunnel, and they can't stop talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, they they argue which way to get to magruder and uh cuba says you can't go through missoula and he admits that he doesn't work for andy and skeet realizes he stole the truck so they go through missoula the terrorists catch up via motorcycle and cuba forces one like head first collision in with a log semi like this is brutal
4: like it's a guy yeah, it's shit. yeah
0: when I saw yeah. it, I jumped. I was like, oh my gosh.
4: Yeah, because it, like, like it, 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 it like blows out the, the motorcycle. The truck just like destroys the thing, and you see like a red cloud of dust and everything. Like
0: yeah, just, I mean, yes. then you see the guy the body just go, bam, smash just into it. And, I, like, I expected like scalding bodies and stuff, show factor, but damn, you, you took it to another level here.
3: Yeah. That guy's also a dumbass. The way he was riding that that bike, he was riding it in between traffic. I mean... You're in a car chase, but I mean, come on, safety first, right? Come on,
4: (laughs) use your head. My my favorite thing about this whole scene is the aftermath where the bad guys drive up by it, and Brenner has to roll down the window and be like, "Oh, looks like he didn't make it." Like he's like, "Why do you have to roll down the window? Like, what are you (laughs) (laughs) saying?" Confirm the body. (laughs) Hey,
3: uh, Tony, you okay over there, Tony? Speak to me, Tony. I think I
4: think he's hurt. (laughs) He He doesn't even stick his head out the window. He just kind of like turns like. Huh? <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. What, did, what did you need to confirm at this point? Well, and then
0: the woman goes, uh, "Looks like our share just got a lot bigger." Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it is. There.
4: <laughs> yes,
0: immediately. So then the other motorcycle guy manages to hop aboard the truck and get in the bag, and Skeet goes to climb out the back, which Cuba's like, "Take the gun," and Skeet tells him it doesn't work.
3: And you might be saying, why don't you just pull over? Skeet tells him not to pull over. <laughs> yes.
0: Skeet makes it to the back, swings on the door, and fights the goon who's taken Elvis. And then the guy climbs to the top of the truck. Skeet gets up there too, and they fight. And then as Skeet is about to bite it, Cuba drives the guy into an over, uh, like an overhang, and crushes his head, and he falls <laughs> onto a car. So like, kills count pretty... for
3: Cuba too.
0: <laughs> He's a yeah. vicious fucking murderer.
3: Could you imagine yeah. just driving your car? And this wasn't like one of a Brenner's gang. This was just a person, right? <laughs> so this, this guy gets yeah. <laughs> lobbed off this truck in front of you, lands in your car. Like, Holy shit! I'm a body just landed in my car. Like I thought it
4: was Brenner's car, and then I was like, "Oh no, that was a no. That's yeah, just a regular in. passenger car." Yeah, yeah. yeah no. It's like watching all of this stuff happen in front of him. It's like, what's happening? And like yeah. get that truck up There's, the, there's there. no way. I, I just, uh, does kill
0: anyone in this movie? No, I was just about to ask you. Because so. Cuba has no people. problem killing yeah, people.
4: Because Cuba, and he, like, he, he kill or at least he stabs Brenner later, so it's like, yeah. wait a minute. Like, yeah.
3: Skeet <laughs> looks like he would kill someone, and not just because <laughs> he was in Scream, because he looks kind of gross.
4: Yeah, he has a grinding. He's the guy look, would be killing everyone. He's the one that, like, Cuba goes, like, this guy's crazy. He says that later on. It's like, yeah, you look like the crazy one. And like, Cuba yeah. just, like,
0: nonchalantly kills people the entire movie.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, that, there's no way the person
3: that had the body land in his windshield did not have PTSD.
4: There's just no way. That yeah. just happens. What a lighthearted, fun movie they've made for us. I wonder if that was like a conscious choice. It's like, well, we can't we can't sully the good name of Skeet Ulrich, but Cuba's already got a dark side to him, as <laughs> <Right>. we've seen. <laughs> and, and I don't know what. He <laughs> stole a truck, so you know. He Stole truck. Stole so a can, truck. Yeah. We could buy into this. I. Like... Not the drunk-driving vagrant guy. Is it too dark
3: if he's a drunk driver and he does that? (laughs) He sure is good at killing people with that car, isn't he?
0: Meanwhile in town, the sheriffs uh, are surveying and collecting uh, info from the scene of David Famer's death. And the sheriff decides he's going to go after the truck. Meanwhile, Skeet gets back in the passenger seat and says Elvis is back on ice again. They argue for a minute, and Skeet makes a call to 911. Then they put him on hold, and the phone makes the call waiting sound, and it's Brenner who offers that if that they can go if he, they give him the package and Cuba Mouse off to him, but Skeet takes the phone. He threatens their livelihoods if they don't give him Elvis, and he says,
2: Elvis is fucking dead, man. Get yourself some CDs. Ooh.
0: Ooh right. <laughs> <laughs> Brenner then sets up a rocket launcher. And shoots a fuel tanker driving up the mountain to block their way. Just like, wh- wow. The fuck did you get that from? <laughs> at any cost, I guess, Brenner. At any cost.
3: He just turns into the coyote from a Roadrunner cartoon out of nowhere. And yeah. <laughs> just pulls out a rocket
4: launcher. Again, a better movie would have fun with this. It would be a Roadrunner, like, it would make sense. But, like, this movie's, like, so half-assed at trying to be a comedy and a serious action movie. It's like, oh, this is, it's it's like a wasted effort.
0: And how does it take calling cops and everything? Like, wouldn't the military be
3: on this, like, fast? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think that blowing up a tanker isn't waving a flag saying, hey, something's up?
0: Drawing attention, like,
3: Pulling up the road? No, well, it's Montana.
4: Uh, things are things are far away from each other. Sure.
3: We expect rock slides, not exploded roads. He shot that tanker. I thought, wait, because I couldn't understand the, like the the positions of the vehicles. I just saw him pull out the rocket launcher and blow up the tanker. Like, is that gonna pay off? <laughs> is, he just, is he just like pissed? How is that related right to the movie?
0: And how is blowing up the tanker and heating things up good for that uh, device?
3: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. You want to <laughs> retrieve it, don't you, dumbass? <laughs> Surrounded by fire.
0: Well, uh, if I can't have it, we all die. Bam. Uh- <laughs> So they try to drive by this tanker and almost go off the cliff. And they have a very ice cream truck wide path to get across, but they make it. And then a terrorist ziplines down and fires straight at them from it. And then
3: they just run. Cuba runs them fucking over. That's it. Guys, what's too f- going? I agree. I agree with him. What the fuck was that? Like when yeah. you know that happened, He said, "Like yes." What was that? <laughs> Where did that come from? Shouldn't it Brenner
0: have tried that guy first before what? doing the rocket launcher? Well, he, Seems
3: needed ta- <laughs> he needed time to set up, so it was easy to blow up the tanker so like, I could set the rope device up and go down. Right. I
0: guess <laughs> so. So then they are like speeding and try to pass a truck full of hay and flip the ice cream truck over, which I noticed had blood a blood splatter on it from the guy they just hit. And uh <laughs> so then they exit, they put Elvis in a bag and fill it with ice cream sandwiches and they pull a gun on a guy that they hit the guy that they hit and take his boat that he had conveniently on a on his trailer hitch and they slide down a hill, hopefully to get down the river
4: and uh it's a big, crazy action scene. They're sliding yeah, down a hill in a rowboat,
0: and the <laughs> rowboat lands. It's it's like a it's like a speedboat. It's got an engine, and it yes. lands in the the river. And I swear there were holes in it when they showed the landing, but they get in it, fine. It looks like it made it. Yeah. But uh, that's it with the ice cream truck. That was, and we are not even two uh, We're not even to the hour mark. So they were less than twenty minutes of the movie was this ice cream truck. Yeah, stuff. the big
4: selling point of the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with two guys in an ice cream truck trying to drive a bomb around. David Palmer
0: is... lasted longer than the ice cream truck. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, R.I.P.
0: ice cream
3: truck. I don't remember anything about a boat going down a hill <laughs> in, the, in the previews.
0: Like they, they pivoted fast. <laughs> and they're like, oh, boat to <sighs> hill. The terrorists confirm Elvis is in the truck, and this, this is the scene where they like, he's not in there. And they pan over to Brenner, and he like, bites an ice cream sandwich after giving a line (laughs) yes
3: it's like the equivalent of like taking your glasses off and saying my god i
0: was like more of this movie what like this is the movie like cuba's in but Mm -hmm. uh so elvis is heating up so they decide to put it in the glacier infused river Uh, they dropped that line so cuban skeet then bicker and get to know each other more through this and we learn about how he came to take the truck with cuba which then he admits I stole it.
3: Yeah, I stole it. And there's some good exchanges in there. Yes, but th- at this point for no, me, I'm thinking, no, it, it, too late, too late, movie. This should make me try to care about them now.
0: During the initial drive, the sheriff shows up to the accident scene, which Brenner then feeds a concocted story about Mason assisting Dr. Long and some theft. Skeet then tells his backstory. And uh, at the end of that, um, he realizes, well, well, shit, could be worse. I mean, we're both up Shits Creek, but at least we have a paddle.
4: we got two paddles. (laughs) Why Uh,
3: wasn't there a freeze frame of them laughing after that?
4: That would have been a good way to end the scene.
3: (laughs) And the movie. (laughs) It's just over. (laughs) (laughs) We're done making it. Who cares?
0: (laughs) Mason and Arlo (laughs) made it to to Fort Magruber, and everyone was safe.
3: (laughs) Brenner (laughs) got an ice cream headache. Just a text screen at the end, and then the credits start. Take out the papers and the trash. What the hell was that?
0: <laughs> uh,
3: Domending.
0: Vitelli, uh, He shows up uh, with the military and speaks with uh, de- the doofus deputy, who feeds him uh, something about Mason being some terrorist guy taking it. And they're like, "Oh, what's this guy?" So Skeet and Scuba, F eh, Skeet and Cuba <laughs> Skeet and Cuba, uh, <laughs> arrive in Missoula. Oh my
3: God! Their celebrity couple name is Scuba. Scuba. <laughs>
0: they arrive at andy's ice cream place and uh arlo's there trying to get some keys to a truck and andy confronts him and uh once he gets the keys to the pickup uh brenner shows up uh mason is uh, icing up elvis at a sports store and brenner then calls him and he's threatening to kill andy Uh, brenner says to meet him at the dam in 15 minutes as he thinks of what to do we hear dr long's speech from the fly fishing sequence at the beginning (laughs) <laughs> As he's looking through his fishing supplies and thinking of what to do, helicopters uh begin flying over the
4: area, the melting it, the, or what it's at this point where I'm starting to think uh Brenner really looks like Mike judge in a lot of these scenes that's that sound like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. is this weird like Mike judge look to him <laughs> okay thinking he's gonna say something like that ball may right or something like that. yeah <laughs> the, the short hair he definitely does have that vibe,
0: yeah. So uh, by the dam, the, there's like a midway carnival thing going on, but they really do nothing with it. Brenner goes out to the dam and sees Mason feeding a rope over the dam. So it looks like he's flying a kite, kind of, but he's not. And he's got the rope drawn down, so the uh, Elvis is just hanging over. And he tells him, demands him to bring Arlo down. And once Arlo's given to him, he throws the, the rope stick at Brenner, and they bolt, but the woman terrorist shoots and he's skeet in the leg, and Brenner catches the stick and reels in the container, and the helicopters show up. It's military. Skeet in Cuba are taken behind a van, and Brenner smirks as helicopters land, and soldiers get out. He pulls a tube out of Elvis. He says, you know what happens when I drop this? Vitelli shows up to talk to him. They trade talk, but Vitelli ends up telling his men to back off, Though he doesn't believe he's going to use it, he thinks he's going to sell it. So when the choppers leave, Brenner decides he's going to get ready to sell it by using Skeet and Cuba for demonstration footage of what it can do, and uh, because Elvis is going to the highest bidder. Brenner then sets him on the dam with a video camera and pulls a little goop from the container and puts it on the road. And has the area cleared, Skeet has Arlo reach in his back pocket and pull a knife. And they cut free and run off.
4: So this moment, it's like this weird, like, gay panic humor, I guess, is like, how it's trying to do it. And it's, like, it's the closing part of the trailer. I rewatched the trailer. It's like, this is the last bit in it where he's like, quick, reach in my pocket. And it's like, we're about to die. And you want to maybe do some freaky shit? And it's like, what? (laughs) That's a joke.
3: (laughs) We didn't say reach in my pocket. He says, like, reach into my pants. And then he says, you know, it's in my pocket. And I was like, no one would say. Reach into my pants.
4: They would say, reach into my pocket. Or say, hey, grab the knife out of my pocket. They'd be very specific. Not just say, reach yes. into my pocket vaguely. Yes. Like, reach into one I of my
2: I
0: assholes reach. on my pants.
3: <laughs> I might just fumble around with my cheeks in my pants. That's that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs>
0: So as they're running off, Brenner's sure this will all work, and the the bidders begin dropping off, and Brenner and crew give chase. Skeet mentions taking a new truck, and they're now in a UPS truck. And they escape, and uh, Skeet then says, sometimes the prey bites back, and they get away. Brenner says that they're fine as long as the Army believes they really have Elvis. They need to keep going after Skeet in Cuba.
4: I like, by the way, that like once they just to back up it, they cut themselves free, and Brenner and the, the the packer, they're like just sitting there, is like, hey, let's see where this go. Like, they they're not convinced that the bombs fake. They're just <laughs> right. like, let's see where this goes. They'll still die. <laughs> don't worry, it's okay. We don't might not get it on yet. camera.
0: Yeah,
4: they're gonna don't worry, they're gonna die. Okay, they're they're away. Okay, I can't see them anymore, but okay, they're still gonna die. Like. <laughs> It's like waiting for the range on She's this like, thing?
0: Should we chase after them? Nope. Okay. Nope, Their the last bidder nope. has dropped. Okay. Now we'll chase them.
4: They're further <laughs> away than we are. Doesn't matter. It's going to get them.
0: <laughs> so Skeet's keeping Elvis cool with a busted styrofoam cooler, but they need more ice because it's at 42.7 <laughs> degrees.
3: I love it. He's just use a crappy styrofoam. Yeah. Like, are yeah, like, the spring for the hard one, dude, come on.
0: $70 million.
4: Never or mind how he was able to, like, fake a bomb and all of it, but whatever. <laughs>
3: right, yeah. yeah. I don't want to spend more than $5 on the container. I'm trying to save the, you know, humanity, but, you know, I'm not trying to lose my shirt either. Yeah, he's like, what if I was
4: MacGyver on a budget? <laughs>
0: God. Uh, The military is, uh, meanwhile, coming up with some new plan in a field. And then Mason gets a hold of Vitelli and tells him that they have Elvis and what their location is. Uh, Brenner's catching up to them fast. And Skeet and Cuba enter a tunnel in a mountain. And the military blows up a couple of Brenner's SUVs. The uh, temperature of Elvis now hits 47 degrees. And in the tunnel, that dumbass sheriff is blocking the road. He's got his gun out, and they try negotiating with him, but, you know, he's a hillbilly idiot. Not budging. Let me see your hands.
4: it. Ah! move the car. Move the car, please. i fucking I said, let me see your hands now. Redneck idiot. Do you have any
2: idea what's going on here?
4: Yeah, asshole. I'm putting a murder suspect and a guy who stole a truck under arrest. Now raise him. Let me put it in
1: easy terms, Aristotle. We are carrying... A damn bomb that is going to explode if we don't get out of this tunnel!
0: Vitelli calls and says if they aren't out of there soon, he's going to block them into the tunnel. And Cubic checks and it's 49.4 degrees on Elvis. <laughs> and they decide they decide to steal the tunnel and send a rocket to it. And Skeet yells at him and mentions something about ice to the sheriff. And this other guy's like,
3: Ice? You want ice? I got a whole case of beer back here in the car. Chitting in the stuff. You need us? I can get some eyes. Let me tell you. That. Also, I also love that uh, Brenner is in the, the the van. All right, and then a uh, rocket just fires it and blows up. And I thought like, well, hang on, like that, that's our villain. Like we're done, I, right? I thought they didn't like, get
0: his van. Like that's what I thought at first, and then I realized, oh, they they did get. One. When we comes back here in a little bit, I was like, oh, they did get him. I thought they yeah, just got two like of the following vans, and they didn't get the main one.
3: You know, there's two. No, there's two, two vans, and he blew both of them up. Yeah. Uh, so it's was like, oh, so crisis averted then. we just going to keep this cold and then we're done. Movie's <laughs> over. Cool. That's surprising. Oh, anticlimactic for the main villain. Ten years for this. Bye. <laughs>
0: they, they
3: hurry and chill it
0: uh, at 49.9, and it starts scaling back, and they ask Vitelli if they can go out the other end, but one of the vehicles
4: they blew up is firing randomly <laughs> You it's you can't just, go it's, just, that it's, just, way. it's just sitting there, continually firing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> firing ammo. Like, what
4: and remember, they're talking to this the, the guy in the helicopter on a cell phone in a tunnel under a mountain. Just keep that in mind for the context of the scene. <laughs> Like I just watched, I just watched um, *Cellular* not too long ago, and a big plot point of there was that Chris Evans couldn't drive into a tunnel in a movie that's what, like, seven years after this. It's yeah. Like, yeah, that was a yeah. big deal about tunnels with cell phones, and this movie's like, don't care. There's cell phones, they work here. Well, that, not just cell phones work, but one of the ends of the tunnel is are blown, blown up and are, sealed yeah. off too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's sealed off, electricity's cut, somehow, you know, everything still works. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God.
0: So they find a ladder to lead everyone out the surface, which the sheriff says will help everyone with. And Skeet starts loading up his shirt with Elvis contents and ice and beers to make the climb. <laughs> uh, I want to remind you, he's the hobbled one with the bullet in his leg, and he's the one yes. taking Elvis out. It, it,
3: and also, no one had a bag... He's using a shirt. Yeah, he just has to
4: wrap it all up in a shirt with some ice cubes. <laughs> no, no one had a purse he could use. Come on. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing capable but a shirt.
0: Two people couldn't carry it together in
4: like the cooler or. We didn't even talk much about how Skeet Ulrich has got a bullet in his leg and he's very yes. capable of walking around <laughs> most of this movie. Still, God, he's bleeding out.
3: He's been shot for hours. Right, yeah. But and it's
0: still he, in him. But, like, it didn't go through. It's in him.
4: When Skeet Ulrich did take off his shirt to put the ball bo- I, I wrote down, Ulrich oh, guns, because you had to get the guns in there before the, uh, <laughs> right. before the movie ended. You gotta get those classic Billy Loomis guns in the movie.
0: <laughs> As he starts to get out of there, Brenner and the bleach blonde girl arrive and start firing at him. Brenner orders her to kill him and... He kicks her in the crotch and then knees her in the head, and Brenner snags Elvis and runs off with it. The uh, background of an exploded, uh, fire-roaring vehicle. Him and Skeet fight over the Elvis, and he's about to shoot Skeet, and then Cuba shows up and just stabs Brenner with an ice pick. <laughs> yeah, like, he
4: gets another kill. He <laughs> gets the
3: hat trick. Wow. That's... And also, where did that ice pick come from? You just had it on him? or Yeah. Just, like... <laughs> chill factor. Gotta kill conveniently, him with ice like <laughs> this whole time, like where was that?
0: So they then decide to leave Elvis and escape, and they get out and tell Vitelli to seal everything off, which they do. And Brenner's inside and it explodes, and it freezes his face, and then his mouth and nose like rip off, and then it, it explodes. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool, bad guy death.
4: Yeah, it, it it melts like it's really grisly. It's like, oh yeah, it's like
3: I don't even know what I can compare it to, honestly. <laughs>
4: It was slightly impressive, and then,
0: I mean, it was a bit impressive, and it was a bit, like, kind of felt of its age, but it was, it worked.
3: Yeah. I'm so guessing this Blondie
0: all... died, too.
3: Uh, I guess. So is this uh, uh, tunnel just uh, gone forever? <laughs> like, like, can they
4: ever use this tunnel ever again? Or yeah, is they just just like... dig, they'll just dig a new one? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's how tunnels work, overnight, right? You just dig another cause
0: no, one. Overnight, because no one's ever going to knew this happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. The The next scene is uh, everybody's, like, packing up and leaving, and uh, Skeet and Cuba are bickering, and Vitelli thanks them for their service, which continues their bickering, and they say the government owes them a little restitution, which Vitelli then says because of their knowledge that he has the right to find them and imprison them or, you know, even kill them, to which they say, oh, okay, we're cool, and he walks off, and they bicker more. As they talk about no one's going to believe their story, two attractive EMT women show up and offer their services to which they act more wounded uh, than they are and decide to try their story on them. And as they hobble to the ambulance, we fade to black with some voices talking, and as credits roll, the music sounds like I just beat an arcade game in
4: 1992. <laughs> the, the government. <laughs> the government guy. It's like, well, we could just shoot you guys. guys <laughs> yeah, like, thanks for
3: the help. Oh, by the way, we could just murder you and no one would care. So, what do you think?
0: Chill factor! Yeah, <laughs> so they're gonna apparently, I don't know, maybe shack up with some EMT women.
4: I, I figured Arlo and Night Shift will return would be at the end of the credits, but that I was would disappointed be great. not yeah. so
3: <laughs> ah, ah. Heat wave.
4: I gotta say, once the ice cream truck was destroyed... I my interest in the movie did go down quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Alright, well I guess we're still going. Once they got the tunnel spiced things up a bit, it's like, oh, they're stuck in a tunnel. Okay. It's annoying that nobody said chill factor in this movie, by the way. <laughs> no. It's it seemed like towards the end, like like when they're like getting out of the tunnel and like they left Brenner in there, they, Cuba should have like popped his head back in completely upside down, of course, and be like, By the way, Brenner, you just reached your Chill Factor and then like it all blew <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: Or, uh, yeah. or 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 you know like when David Paymer's dying, he's like, it has a chill factor, chill factor. of fifty degrees. hmm
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a surprising lack of chill puns in there. In this, I, I'm sure Joel Schumacher watched this, just shook his head, and it's like, what a loss, what yeah, a he... total missed opportunity.
4: <laughs> and he beat them at their own game with his uh, Chris Rock Anthony Hopkins movie. <laughs> 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 Ah. I'm trying to, th- th- I can't think of the title because it's so generic. Um, it's, what is it? No, it's a bad title. Bad Company. Yep. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> bad Company. That's a title of a Jerry Bruckheimer action movie, and you you could put anybody in there, and it'd probably be accurate. I don't
3: even know the name of the group that sang Bad Company. For all I know, the name of the band is Bad Company. It probably is. Look, I got two tons of the world's
1: nastiest ice cream sitting in a truck that should have been retired ten years ago. That shit will be worthless by noon. And if that Elvis shit is as dangerous as you seem to think it is, I'm getting my ass as far away from you and it as possible. Peace. Fine.
0: Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are called semi Cavalcade. we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means mm, fifty degrees. Keep it, keep it there. Not, not gonna, <laughs> not gonna go any lower. Or Converted, which means keeping it under about 40 degrees. You want to keep that mission going. You're you down for it? Or <clears throat> drink the Kool-Aid, which means you're all in. Get to Magruder. Keep that thing way under by either ice cream truck, by speed boat, by UPS truck, or hidden in a tunnel. You're all about the chill factor. So, Aaron, how do you rate chill factor?
4: I would say there's 20 minutes where I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. When they're finally in the ice cream truck, I'm like, all right, this is the movie I came to see. But but that ends rather quickly. So overall, I'd be staying with the family and, and keeping it, you know, 50. <laughs> Colin?
3: Whew, um, this movie really depended on people wanting to see Cuba Gooding Jr. and Skeet Ulrich, and that audience does not exist. Ugh, it is not like a hard watch but it's not like a fun watch either (laughs) it certainly (laughs) exists it's a movie that exists and then it ends and that's not enough to keep anyone interested or coming back for more uh there's some nice explosions i'll tell you that but (laughs) otherwise who cares uh, you do have I a stay woman get
0: crotch trauma. Uh,
3: yeah, so that's neat. So good for them for breaking that glass ceiling on crotch trauma. So congratulations, Chill Factor. Uh, but overall, I will stay with my family. Brandon, how would you rate this thing they call Chill Factor? Uh,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with my family, but it's not like awful. The problem is, it takes 40 minutes to become any sort of the movie I wanted it to be. Yeah, from, it's from worse like... than
4: awful for yeah. that reason. Yeah.
0: It's just oh, boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from 40 minutes on, it's it's wa- it's watchable action, just junk, while you're doing something else or whatever. And there's some there's some okay lines here and there. There's some some su- surprisingly uh, brutal deaths that it has going for it. But overall, I mean, I it by the time it gets to that point, I'm just like, okay, what the fuck? I'm gonna get stay with my family. But it's not like a harsh stay with my family. It's just a don't bother. But if you do, skip to when you see them both getting in the ice cream truck. That's your good starting point. You, you'll figure it out later. They got yeah, like to re- keep the
4: first cold. Read the first three paragraphs of Wikipedia and then three jump into the movie right then. Three yeah. <laughs> Three, is that real? Or are you just making that up? I'll make it, let me look. I had it up. <laughs> like, I'm,
0: the I'm, opening I'm of this probably movie not shouldn't wrong. even be three paragraphs.
4: <laughs> I wanted to <something> see <laughs> more. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. You don't and have one, to watch one, the
3: beginning two, of the movie to understand their relationship or their characters, because there are
4: these none. These three paragraphs. It's, it, the fourth paragraph is now a free man. It might be five paragraphs. Oh, God. God but, oh, Okay, like, these yeah. guys got Six something. Six paragraphs to like, introduce Arlo. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, wow. Oh,
0: my. A whole bunch of bullshit for just a concept movie of, hey, they got to keep this thing in the back cold, uh, and try to get away from these dudes who want it, but they decided they needed a 40-minute, like, a huge prologue, and then 40 minutes to get to the point. Hey, uh,
3: hey Brandon, remember in uh, Riding with Death, where they had to transport that explosive this liquid? This
0: is the 90s answer to Riding with Death, yes.
3: <laughs> it's like, but how long, did that, it didn't take them 40 minutes to get to that point, or whatever? No, happened? Riding no, like with 20. Death got
0: to the damn point, and then, like, yeah. it, it, it then became, like, a Two television episodes back to back. No, right? with Death* got to the damn point.
3: The Gemini Man was <laughs> better. It's better with it. <laughs> they had Jim Stafford in it.
0: Yeah, twice. Instead, instead of turning invisible, they just gave Skeet Ulrich Cuba. That's what they did. This guy, this guy's invincible. We're gonna be hearing about box office hits with this guy forever
4: hang out with this murderer i guess i'm glad that i finally saw this movie. <laughs> like, I, I mean, mm. I congrats aaron congrats i mean we, we can scratch i scratched that itch as far as seeing catching up with chill factor like we had that but
3: now we know and we'll never have to ever go back to it ever again
2: it's
3: in it's this style, an insult worse. There's a guy called Sultan waiting to grow When you die, I He's gonna cut you down. He's gonna let you know that you're nothing but a clan. You'll get him, Sultan. One dollar per minute. Two dollars. Fast minute. Kids get permission. One nine hundred two. Call now and you'll never be the same
0: again. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we will be discussing Super Mario Brothers from 1993. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Altman returns to the show to join that one that she has picked for us to watch. As always, thanks to Aaron for continuing to return to the show, going four years strong and being one of our recurring guests, a common face on the show.
4: Happy to be involved.
0: And what's going on with the, out now with Aaron and Abe currently?
4: We're uh, starting to get into some some big movies here. Lego Movie 2 just came out. Um, Alita Battle Angel comes out this week. So, yeah, we got episodes covering those movies. We do weekly reviews of all the new releases, so it's pretty standard. And we also do our commentary tracks one a month. We just did one for uh, Sin City, as a matter of fact. And you were, of course, a guest on there. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah,
0: that was a really fun commentary.
4: And the uh, the Oscars are coming up, so we gotta we have fun doing some Oscar prediction shows as well.
0: Gotcha. And, and we didn't get a chance for you to plug your stuff at the top of the show. We got into it fast. But um, also, I want to share people like you're involved with like, the LA Online Film Critics Society because you tend to be pretty involved with that.
4: Yeah, I am a part of the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society. And we just like we had our, our own award show. Um, back in January, that was a lot of fun. I got to present Spike Lee with a Best Director Award, so it's like, hey, that's a cool thing I did. Um, and uh, and yeah, as a critic, yes, I do write all my written reviews. You can find all those at uh, weliveentertainment.com as well as at ysoblue.com.
0: All right, well, thank you very much, and we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned to the trailer for Super Mario Brothers. The trailer that actually trails.
1: I got a feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more.
2: Luigi! You better not hurt
1: us! They're brothers. They're plumbers.
4: Oh, no.
2: No!
1: Luigi! They're on the trail of a kidnapped
4: princess and a mystical meteorite It's incredible! that gives anyone who possesses it the power. The universe.
2: Get me the rock. Alligator lizard breath.
4: Now they must rescue the princess. Alien species escaping. And make it safely back. Later, alligator to our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Brothers. This ain't no game.
1: Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities and more information on cult cinema cavalcade contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon peters narration by rebecca peters theme song pink baby by happy elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network the film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
4: It's not just a game anymore. Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Samantha Mathis, and Dennis Hopper in Super Mario Winners. Hey, it's Mario Mario over here, and I'm Luigi Mario over here. I had uh...